Do you talk about it with your friends? Do you dare talk about it with your grandparents? The Sealed Section, talking everything sex for everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Sealed Section. On today's episode, I have Kai Lily coming on to talk about gender identity and all things transgender. Kai Lily himself is a transgender male and shares his own personal experiences that he's had up to this point. I hope you guys all really enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to the sealed section everyone. Today I have Kai with me and we're here to break down what gender identity is and what it means to be transgender. So welcome to the show Kai. Thank you. Now first we're going to break down what the difference is between biological sex, gender identity and gender expression. We just want to break down all these different terms associated with gender identity just to make sure we're all on the same page and I think this is a big gap in education at school so a lot of you might not even know or even heard of these words before. So take it away, Kai. Sure. So first, biological sex. It is the sex you were assigned with at birth based on your chromosomes and your genitals. So it's just your sex, basically. Yeah. Um, and then gender identity and gender expression are very similar. Um, gender identity is more how you feel internally. It's not always expressed on the outside. It's just how you feel inside. Yeah. Um, and then gender expression is the way you express that identity. Um, whether it's the way you're dressing or behaving or appearing. Um, the gender expression typically reflects a person's gender identity, but it's not always the case. Yeah, and so there's, those don't have to align with the sex you're assigned with at birth. Yeah. It's whatever you've chosen. Awesome. Uh, what are pronouns and how do we use them? So a lot of people don't realize we actually all have pronouns. It's not just a trans thing. Yeah. Like you have pronouns, I have pronouns. It's literally just how you refer to someone. So if you're identifying as female and you use she, her pronouns, it's literally just that. Um, So there's like she, her, he, him, they, them is a more of an inclusive pronouns that people non-binary or agender use or anyone can use them. Yeah. I think especially if you don't know someone's pronouns, that would be a good way to approach it. Yeah. If you see someone and you're not sure, you can use they. Um, It's also perfectly okay to ask. I really appreciate when someone says, hey, like, what are your pronouns? It's just... It's respectful. People think it's awkward or it's like not like, oh, should I ask? But it's actually just so much better to just ask rather than accidentally misgender someone and make them uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. And I think we should get in the habit of asking everyone Mm. we meet. And even in like a classroom setting for teachers, introducing themselves to the class, hi, I blah, 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 I identify as he, him. And then the students will be able to do the same Mm. and then they don't have to feel forced to like... Like, they won't have to have other people misgender them. Yeah, like, yeah they don't have to live would, with that. Yeah, I think that's definitely a really important thing, and a lot of people definitely don't realise that that's a good way to approach it. Yeah, and just simply asking is fine. Yeah, definitely. So what does it mean to be transgender, cisgender, non-binary, agender, and intersex? Okay, so we got some definitions. Yeah. So we'll start with cisgender. So being cis means you identify with the gender you were assigned with at birth. So you're not trans, basically. You're just, yeah. You identify with the sex you were born. Yeah. Um, so then you've got transgender, which is just the general term, which means that you have a gender identity or gender expression that differs from the sex you were assigned with at birth. So transgender can be a big umbrella term. Um, it can just be you simply don't identify with what you were born as. You can be labelled as transgender. Um, and then non-binary and agender are a bit similar. Um, non-binary people have a gender identity that differs from the one they were assigned with at birth, but it can't be categorized exclusive, exclusively as female or male. So it's, it's different for everyone. It's more of a spectrum. Um, every non-binary person identifies differently. Yeah. Some can present more masculine, some present more feminine, some are androgynous. Like there's no, there's no there's set no way. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Um, and they typically, a lot of non-binary people will use they, them pronouns, but they don't have to. Some people will put like they slash she, like they're happy yeah, with both yep. or exclusively they, them. It's different for the person. Yeah. Um, and then agender, I would say that is a part of the non-binary spectrum. It typically means that they just don't feel any connection to a gender. So some non-binary people do feel a connection to 
more of a sway to maybe male or female, but agender's just like no connection, it's just genderless. Yeah. Um, and intersex is more, it's a general term for a variety of conditions in which a person is born with reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't fit the typical definitions of male or female. So it basically means that someone may have male reproductive organs, but they have female physical parts. Like genitals, like a vulva or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, Kai, can you please tell the listeners about yourself? Yep. So I just turned 21. Um, I'm living in Warrnambool at the moment. I've lived in Geelong for two years, but I'm just in Warrnambool with my family right now. Um, I work at Kmart and, and I'm studying to be a vet nurse. And I should probably say what I identify as. I identify as trans male. Um, My pronouns are he, him. Um, I have started testosterone six weeks ago. And yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, awesome. Are you able to delve into the journey you've had with sexuality and gender identity up until this point in time? Yes. So I was... I was questioning my sexual identity first before gender. Um, so Emily's known me since high school and yeah. she saw that yeah, whole process. Yeah, I actually should have said that. I've yeah. been high since like year seven. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. 2012 was when I first would have like noticed you. Yeah. yeah. So um, Emily's has seen it all. Um, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um, basically, yeah, I was quest- – so now I de- – so I identify straight now. I just like girls. Um, but, you know, when I was being perceived as a girl, like I was – not realizing that I was trans, I was questioning my sexual identity first. And the first thing I kind of did was just come out as bi because I realized I like girls and bi seemed like a middle thing. Yeah, I was like, don't want to be, I don't want to be a lesbian, but I'm bi is like in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, and it was such a big deal for me and it really didn't have to be, but it was like 2016 and which it was like five years ago and yeah. like a lot has changed. It's a lot yeah. more easy. Well, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but yeah. we've come a long it, way with we that. We have definitely in that short amount of time, but also we're in high school. Warnable, it, <laughs> it, 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 it just a high school setting. It can be really bitchy. Yeah. And especially as a female at the time, mm. you get shamed so much. So then to open up and express your sexuality can be a really confronting thing. And I think bisexual, as you said, is like that stepping stone. Mm. It's not too much for people to be yeah. like, oh my God. But it's just, you know, it's a little step away like from dipping what... dipping my feet in. <laughs> yeah, like, mm. exactly. Um, but yeah, Warnable, like being in a small town, it did, there wasn't many people expressing their sexual yeah, orientation or anything. Not. So it was very hard but you know anyway I was out as bi for a bit and then realized I don't like men so then it was a big spectacle again to come out as gay um I never wanted to use the word lesbian and I realized that was probably because it's a very feminine word in my eyes um so I never you probably never heard me say I'm a lesbian I said gay um yeah and I identified just as gay for a long time was fine with that um but then so then I moved to Geelong in 2019 and I started to really like open my eyes to the LGBT community, I guess. And I met a lot of gender nonconforming friends and um, started like I was watching YouTube videos of trans people's experiences. And I really started opening my eyes and realizing, wait a minute, like this is how I feel. And it was yeah. I remember it was a crazy feeling like watching those YouTube videos and going on like a like 3 a.m. YouTube spree. Yeah. And I'm watching these people start their transition and they're going on tea. And I'm like, why do I want this? Like, because yeah. it just it just happened to come up on my YouTube. I remember and I'm just a curious person. I just like, oh, what's this? And um, that's how I kind of started opening my eyes to it, I guess. Yeah, I can imagine that that would be a really conflicting thing at the time when you had known, thought you had known who you were up until that point and then you start getting these feelings and just not knowing how to deal with those and what what they meant. Yeah, it was very confronting. It was a very scary experience. Um, but basically I did the same thing as the identifying as bi pretty much I changed the first thing I ever did was change my pronouns and that was because I'd met my um close friends in Melbourne now and I remember being asked what are your pronouns and I was like wait what I didn't know I could what and then like I had a few friends that were using they them pronouns and I kind of was like okay I'll give that a go because it seemed it was the middle ground for me like I didn't have to be referred as she but didn't have to take the full step to he because that was like scary as at that point so I started getting my close friends to use they them pronouns for me and but I never identified as non-binary or anything it was I more just 
didn't identify as anything. I was just yeah. using they, them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was fine. But, um, and then I, someone actually, a lot, an older friend messaged me and said, Hey, are you still going by like, what was my birth name? Um, and I was like, Oh, wait. I could change my name. Like I just yeah. wasn't thinking of the possibilities. Yeah. And so then I started thinking of names. Um, and one of my best friends, Erin, she sent me a few names and I, Kai just stuck out. It has no meaning, but yeah, it just sounded definitely. cool. So I was like, all right, I'll go by Kai and see how that goes. And I have loved that name ever since. It's been almost two years, I think, yeah, or over a year since yeah. I've been going by Kai. When you first came out as bisexual and then gay, how did people respond to that in itself? So I honestly, like, I made it such a big deal in my head, but no one really cared. I will, with bi, I really don't remember. Like, I know it was, it was you guys, but I really, yeah. it was so long ago. I Like, I just know it wasn't negative, but I really don't remember. But I remember when I came out as gay, I did it on my private Instagram that had like 40 followers. And I just yeah. remember I got so many support comments and I was like, wow. And I still remember that feeling because I was hiding it for quite a long time. I mean, there was a time when only like a small group of people knew, like you guys. Um, so like I finally told everyone on Instagram and like it was such a positive experience. And I was like, oh, wow, everyone's just fine. And then I had people that didn't even follow me on Instagram that like found out, but they were like positive about it. And it was it was fine, yeah. I definitely built it up in my head for now. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people, especially because you, there's you see bad, not bad stories, but stories where it just doesn't happen. Yeah, as positively, and obviously, I think we try and prepare ourselves for the worst yeah. in case the worst happens. Yeah. Did you experience the same positivity when you came out as trans to people? Yes, I'm very lucky. Um, so I, it took me a long time to come out. I only, I mean, my like close friends in Melbourne have known for ages, but I hadn't told like any of my family for the longest time. Um, but I kind of had a light bulb moment, um, and kind of just thought, well, I think coming out and getting to be who I am will be worth any hate I get. Like I knew how happy it was going to make me and I was just sick of hiding it. So when I, you know, I finally, like I came out to my mum first and then my dad and I was terrified for my dad, but he was, he really surprised me. He was so accepting and he is great. And my mum is like my biggest supporter. Um, She's been great. I went back recently for my birthday, my 21st. And, you know, I had Kai on the birthday cake and she got me a few different things like a candle and stuff with my name Kai. And I was like, wow, it was just like the best feeling. Um, I was also really scared to come out at work. So I work at Kmart and I just thought I was, I don't know, I definitely built it up in my head again. I thought I was going to be getting weird looks or just questions. But um, basically what I did was I just told my manager and she was great um, and she informed the other managers for me. And then I showed up to work with a Kai name badge and everyone kind of just figured it out. Um, And then since then I've also changed my name on my Facebook. So that's how other people have figured out. I didn't really make a public announcement because people do that and that's fine. But for me... I didn't want to make it a big deal. I just wanted to just do it and have people hopefully catch on. And everyone has, and everyone's been great. Um, I'm very lucky. I've got amazing family and friends and they've all just accepted me and it's been great. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait till we get to a time when you don't have to say people coming out don't have to say I was very lucky. Yeah, that's very true actually. Yeah, I heard because you said it at the start as well. Yeah. I can't wait to we're at a point where you don't have to say that and yeah, you, you, don't, have a good you don't get told oh you were so brave or like it should just be something that's accepted yeah. and we we shouldn't have I think it's hard obviously when your gender identity is almost put on like it's put on you when you're born yeah. then if you said okay so you've got a girl let's put her in a dress mm. let's give her a feminine name yeah. let's do all let's make like buy a Barbie doll <laughs> let's you know do all these yeah. things and then yeah, so I just think if we can move to a place where that isn't put on no, of people, course. then we can and accept it more, then we won't have to say things like, I was so lucky yeah. and you're so brave and yeah. I'm so proud of you. Like, it should just be something that every person works through and yeah. decides for themselves. We should be able to decide for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I guess I've seen so many negative experiences with people coming out on the internet that I was just terrified like, I mean, I knew my family loved me, but you just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a, 
it's a topic that's really pushed under the rug. No one really knows about it and no one talks about it. So you just didn't, I just didn't know. And same with work. I really thought it was going to be this big thing, but like no one cares, not in a mean way, but genuinely no one, no one's looked at me any differently. No one's treated me any differently. Like I think people are just happy to see me be who I am because I've been, I mean, I've been presenting more masculine for a few years. So I think it makes sense to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I definitely have just had a really positive experience and I just wanted to share that because it, not every experience is negative and yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really good and I think for anyone out there who is thinking of transitioning or questioning their gender identity, hearing positive experiences is really comforting yeah, for them definitely. too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you experience gender dysphoria at all? Yes, yeah, so I do and I still do. Um, so Gender dysphoria is when you feel like discomfort in yourself because of your physical anatomy. So um, I'm assigned female at birth, but I identify as male. So my female traits, they make me feel like uncomfortable. So that's kind of what dysphoria is. Um, But there's, you know, there's ways to ease that. Um, There's a thing called binding. So with your chest, um, you can get those from... You have to do it very safely. I highly recommend GC2B. Um, it's a bit expensive to get to Australia, but it's very worth it. Um, so that's a way I relieve my dysphoria is by wearing one of those. Um, there's different, a lot of different things people do. Some people also pack. Um, so packing is simply just, you can literally just use a pair of socks to make um, and put it in your genital area and it just makes a bulge. But some there's also actual packers you can buy. Um, so they're literally do replicate a fake penis and that helps relieve a lot of people's dysphoria as well so there's things like that um you know if if you've got the opposite so you've got a trans female um trans females might um you know wear a bra and like stuff it to make them have a chest kind of thing like there's lots of ways that you can relieve your dysphoria um some people every trans person experiences it differently there's no there's no rules on how to be trans or like what you experience. Everyone experiences it differently. Some trans guys may be very dysphoric about their chest. Some aren't like, it just depends. But, um, I personally do. Yeah. What have the challenges been challenges, sorry, been so far that you've had to overcome? I think the biggest challenge was just battling my own head with it like I was my biggest hater like literally like I just definitely over like I was just overthinking it I was just preparing for the worst like my biggest challenge literally was just the initial coming out and once my whole family knew like it was the best feeling in the world um yeah and that was like literally the only challenge I've faced so far hopefully the biggest one because it it was big like telling my whole family it was the biggest thing and I never thought I'd actually do it so when I did it was just it was so freeing yeah it would have just been a weight off your shoulders and you could truly feel comfortable being who you wanted to be yeah so you did say you've had a really positive experience have you had any discrimination I haven't. No, not at all. no, yeah, that's not at all. That, well, it shouldn't be amazing. I was, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say I'm lucky, but yeah, like it's, no, it shouldn't it's, be lucky. we shouldn't be lucky to not experience discrimination, but you know, unfortunately a lot of people do. Um, yeah. but no, I've, I haven't. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. really, it's good. It's what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. It's what we want to hear is how it should be. Yeah. Do you have any advice for those who want to talk about their gender identity with their friends and family, but are unsure on how to approach it? I think the best way is to just have the conversation, find some, find that one. If you haven't come out to anyone, I rec- uh, what I did was I found that one person that I trusted and I just told them, um, for me, it was, comf- I was more comfortable doing it over Facebook messenger. And I just simply said, um, you know, I think I'm trans and we talked about it and it's, it's really just, you just have to find people you trust and if they're your friends, they'll help you or they'll listen. Um, it's also good to talk to someone who's also experiencing it. So whether that's if you don't know any other trans friends, you know, there's websites like Reddit and there's a lot of Facebook groups and there's a lot of like support places that you can get support. Um, so I really recommend talking to someone else if you haven't. Um, there's also You can also speak to a professional like a, a therapist or something. They can help you guide through it if you're really struggling. But um, just having the conversation, just putting it out there because like your friends and family, like if they're good people, they'll be more accepting than you think yeah definitely and like as you said there's so many resources out there now too and it's growing there's 
you know, so many more um, like organizations yeah. that are building and they're trying to do more work and there's platforms like this and podcasts, YouTube. Yep. There's so many different um, just resources out there that yeah. people can access, especially if you're looking for it. And so far, like the trans community is great. Like everyone is so nice. They just want to help you out. Like you have any questions, you you can post it on Facebook, Reddit, whatever, like those kinds of websites. And everyone's just wants to help you out. Like I've, yeah, it's, it's a good community. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything that surprised you on your journey so far? I guess it did surprise me how much support I got. I just, I don't know why, but as I said, I was preparing for the worst and it just really surprised me how many, like how many positive like comments I got, I guess. Like when I came out at work, I had a few, um, older girls that I work with who messaged me and was like, Hey, like you're so brave and courageous. And like, I know you were saying like, we should normalize this, but it was still nice. And I was yeah, very surprised course. like to get all that support from people I least expected it from. Like, no, not the, <laughs> to get all that support from people I least expected it from. Like it was, I don't know why I was so surprised. And like, as we said, I hope we get to a point where being accepted and doing the bare minimum isn't such a big yeah, exactly. relief, but it was. Yeah. And I think, People, I just expected people, I think I had a lot of internalized transphobia, which transphobia. Yeah, you can explain transphobia. (laughs) Yeah, I just laugh. So I had a lot of internalized transphobia. So it was basically my own thoughts putting me down. I was transphobic towards myself. And that made me think that everyone was going to be the same. So I was thinking, so for a time when I was in denial, I was so negative about it that I just assumed everyone else would be. But the more people I started coming out to and seeing all the positive outcomes to it, I was like, okay, like no one is going to be negative about this. And if they are, which luckily I haven't experienced, but if they are, then at the end of the day, who needs them? Like it's your whole your whole identity and if they're not going to be okay with that and respect you then it's not worth it so. definitely you got one life surround yeah. yourself with people who will support you it's not worth trying to be someone you're not just because someone doesn't agree yeah. with it you um mentioned transphobia there yeah. then why do you think you experienced transphobia do you think it was because of the like education system being brought up like not educating on trans you think it's the media was there like what why like why did you have transphobia yourself so it was a lot of what you just said um it was just very like you know I just kind of hated it I didn't want to be trans and that I internalized that transphobia in myself I was not transphobic to anyone else it was just myself I just Mm -hmm. didn't didn't want to accept it and it was definitely you know seeing things on the media of things that go on in America and all of the like Mm -hmm bathroom laws and stuff that I'm seeing it really it does hurt me because it's like that's my whole existence that they're debating over there so it really it does affect me and also the lack of education um we didn't really get taught anything about gender or really LGBT in general um in high school I hope that's changing I haven't found out if it is but I think if it was more normalized and just brought up in sex education like this is what transgender is this is how it these are some terms and, you know, I would have learned about it because as I said, the way I realized was I went on YouTube, I started meeting people and that's how I realized. So if there was more education in school, it could be more normalized. Therefore, I wouldn't be so like upset about it because it would yeah, be more definitely accepted. And as you said, it took until the exposure to it for you to realize yeah. and we should be getting exposed to these things during high school, even primary school, because it's your gender identity and you have the right to choose it. Yeah. So I think if we, yeah, we definitely, if we were educated, it would not only break down transphobia and internalize transphobia, but it would help everyone just along the way in choosing their own gender identity. Yeah. Cause a lot of transphobia, I believe comes from ignorance and uneducation. Definitely. So all, all, any, all the discrimination within the LGBT IQ plus community and just in sex yeah. in general. Yeah, definitely. It's just from not being educated. Yeah. And then once you explain it, like they're like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know, this is just who I am. I'm not just messing around here. Like once you really explain like, this is why I feel like this and like I really broke it down for my parents so they could understand it. And that really helped. And I also recommend doing that. I kind of thought it would be okay for me to just be like, yeah, I'm trans and leave it. But they want to understand and 
that's something I really recommend is just helping people understand. Because once they understand, they can't hate you for it. It's not yeah. not something to be hated over. Yeah, definitely. And I think for those, because like we're, you're, when you're 21, I'm 20, for those in the older generation, like our parents, they received no education yeah. whatsoever. They weren't even like exposed to it. And if they were, it was, you know, it, it was in a really stigmatizing way. It wasn't yeah. in a positive way. Yeah, definitely. So I think for... Although it can be frustrating for us, we almost do have to take our time explaining everything yeah. because they re- they just haven't been educated to to know about it. Yeah. So and as frustrating as it can be, we do have to obviously take down the time to explain it. Even starting this podcast, my yeah. dad's been a little bit stressed about it. He doesn't really like <laughs> uh-huh. hearing about my own personal sex life and yeah. different things. But then I just you know I have to sit down and explain it to him and why I'm doing it yeah. because it's just it's not something that they've been exposed to yeah yeah you have been on testosterone for six weeks today yes are you able to explain what hormone replacement therapy therapy is and how did you begin hrt yes so um hrt is it's literally in the name i guess your hormone replacement so where um because i was assigned female at birth i have estrogen but we're injecting testosterone to replace that um so how i started that was i started that in geelong and i'm still doing it in geelong um i literally i googled lgbt friendly geelong and this place called cardinia health came up there over in belmont um and i saw this doctor his name's nick brayshaw i highly recommend him if you're in the geelong area um he is a general practitioner at cardinia health and i saw some reviews on him and he sounded great so i just booked an appointment with him and told him I wanted to start testosterone and it took a few appointments. Um, so you got to, um, we did it through informed consent. So it's basically, he has to inform me of everything and then I have to sign a consent form and then I start kind of thing. Yep. Um, some people, I think with minors, you have, sometimes you have to get like psychologists to write you letters of approval and stuff. But, um, with the way I did it, it I just had to have a few appointments, um, took some blood tests so he could measure my testosterone levels to like get the right dosage Um, Because everyone's on different dosages. It Mm -hmm. depends on your body. Um, So I just had to have a few sessions and I learned everything. I kind of already knew it, but I just had to sit through it. it. Yeah. So it took a couple of appointments um, and then got my prescription and it's just, it's a needle in the butt. (laughs) And it's lovely. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's every three months. So it's pretty, I've I've actually got my second injection tomorrow because the second one is six weeks after the first one. But after that, it's every three months. So it's literally four times a year. It's not yep. that. Some people do it um, weekly or bi-weekly, but the one I do, it, I just go in there and a nurse does it for me. Oh, awesome. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've had one injection so far and then the second one's tomorrow. And, um, yeah, it's going great. Well, that's good. Have you noticed any changes within your body yet? I have. So my voice. Um, so yeah. I Now, <laughs> obviously... For most of you, you won't already know yeah. Kai. So when Kai, the, when I called um, him up to ask if he would be willing to come on the show, his voice in six weeks, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. I was not expecting, like, it can be a slow process. Some changes can take longer than others, but, and it really comes down to genetics and your body and everything. So there's, like, no, like, timeline for it. But, yeah, within, like, the first week, I was feeling like a lump in my throat as if I was, like sick which wasn't fun during coronavirus but I knew I wasn't sick um but like I had a lump in my throat that I felt like I needed to keep coughing out and that kind of went away and then it came when I hit it came back when I hit a month on tea um and now it's kind of gone but it probably just comes back and goes away but my voice has it started to get a bit more raspy and it's way it's a lot more deeper in the mornings which is um cause it's which is causing a lot of euphoria for me so like euphoria is um, you know, it's the feeling when you get gendered correctly, pretty much, or when something happens that feels good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it makes me really euphoric. My voice is the the thing I was most excited for actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And other things, I guess I've some emotional changes. I think I get a little short tempered, especially on the road, <laughs> some road rage. <laughs> That's so funny. It is. Yeah. I used to just let things slide, but now I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> oh, it's, that's so funny you say that because I would never picture you to really? be someone getting frustrated at something. <laughs> I like, do. Hey, hey. I do. Oh, yeah. So like, and there's also mood swings. Um, I mean, I've got a lot going on. I mean, most people do, but so it's hard to pinpoint it, but like, I know mood swings is kind of 
because like I should probably say that when you're starting testosterone you're essentially going through a second puberty as well as menopause so menopause I'm getting hot flashes I'm sweating a lot stuff like that which isn't gonna be forever it's just for now um so I'm definitely like just very sweaty and hot flashy and um what else a bit of body hair's been growing a bit of hair you can't see it. Yeah, I can see <laughs> you it. See a little, little I've got a little like five o'clock through. shadow coming through. That's nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super exciting. Like I've wanted this for years, and I've been watching YouTubers do this for years, and like now it's my turn. So it's yeah, which is it's exciting. great. Yeah, so I'm very excited for my next shot because then I'll be probably experience a lot more changes next month. Yeah. So Kai and I went through school together, and the sex education severely lacked a lot of information. How do you think the sex education was, especially in regards to gender identity and what it means to be trans? The thing is, I don't really remember this much of the sex education in high school at all. Yeah, which is literally a problem in itself. Yeah. Like, it shows how much of a lack there was. Because I think the last time we got taught sex education was in year nine. Yeah. And that was without... So they did it the way that our school worked. It was called Phoenix. And it was English, SOS, um, and health, basically in a subject. Yeah. So we were having our English teachers... <laughs> yes. ...who... Don't like obviously know about sexual health, but don't necessarily feel comfortable like that. They didn't sign up to be an English teacher and yeah. teach sexual health. Yeah, awkwardly try and teach us sexual health. And from what I remember, we were just discussing before that we literally just put like a condom on a dildo and then I think it was a cucumber. It was an actual. No, dildo. it was a dildo. Remember, it was I a ha- suction cup, the pink suction oh, cup. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, this unlocked and a memory. <laughs> I t- one thing they did do right, they told us to use lube. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's them. always yeah. you know, lacked. Like, yeah. You know, but, but yeah, when you bring up sex education in high school, like I literally only remember the dildo and the STI talk, which was a whole other thing, yeah, <laughs> which definitely. you t- touched on in your last one about the lack of education. It's, it's just, yeah. just don't get it. It's just, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that I don't remember any LGBTQ plus issues being mentioned at all. And it, would make a world of a difference. I know it would have for me just to normalize it and just to learn about it and have people learn as well, because like, it's unfortunate if for like, if it doesn't apply to you, you're not going to, most people won't search for that information. If you're just, if you're like just a cis female living life, like you may not think to go look for it and like, that's fine. But education would definitely help just to normalize it and People just have an understanding. Yeah, just and so they know how to approach it and yeah. as well, yeah. Because it can make people feel uncomfortable because they don't know how yeah. to approach it. They don't and know. it's if they're not being taught during being when they're brought up, even within a family setting or like within school, mm. how are they like yeah. they just yeah, how do they approach it if they don't know? And, and I know sorry, all I know starting this podcast myself. I've had people message me, well, what do you mean when you say she, her? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. she, her, what do you think I mean? It's, but I'm people she, still yeah. second guess it because that they haven't been taught yeah. what a pronoun is. Yeah. yeah. Which might have worked well with our English teachers. <laughs> <laughs> it might have. That's something they could have taught yeah, us. especially if they're the ones teaching us sex ed and you're not. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um... Why do you think that there's still people who disagree with the concept that our world is gender diverse? I think some people are just kind of scared of change and they're stuck in their own mentality of um, the world is black and white. We've just, this Mm. is how we've grown up and especially the older generation. It's just, that's how they know the world and the world is changing every day. You know, gay marriage is legal now. Well, it has been for years, but I know that um, when I was in high school coming out it wasn't legal so that was that was a big thing um and so we're definitely like coming a long way but some people um just can't it's just comes down to education again I think (laughs) it's just they just need to learn that change is just inevitable and it's just happening yeah definitely and I think I think a lot of the like discrimination a lot of people who don't agree with there's more than a female and a male. Yeah. Uh, as you said, people who haven't been educated. It's a lot of the older generation. Religion obviously plays a role because yeah. religion's still a big part of people's worlds. And, yeah. and across, obviously, Australia isn't as religious as other countries, but it obviously still plays a factor. However, if they were going to schools that 
were educated on this, I can imagine that religion and gender identity could go hand in hand. Like, they could definitely be something that could be worked on together. Obviously, there's always still going to be people who, you know, really conform to their traditional views, but it's definitely something I think we can make a real grey area where it's definitely more accepted across every population in the world. Yeah, and I just think that um, parents can even start educating their kids, like just bring it up and around the house. Like when kids are young, they don't have a judgmental bone in their body most likely. So if you just bring it up at a young age and normalise it, they're going to grow up and they're just going to think it's normal. And it is normal. I mean, there is no normal, but it's... It's definitely Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, exactly. And I just had a flashback that I don't know why, but... um, And I I think if we also challenge people in... With gender identity, because I don't know if you remember in year, was I think yeah year twelve, Indonesian. So Kai and I did Indonesian together, and we had to do a presentation, an oral presentation, and gather information. And I did mine on warrior, which is in Indonesian transgender people, and I did transgender people in Indonesia. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember do that. Remember? Oh yeah, no. I did a whole my whole presentation was on transgender people. That in, might have. Was that unit four? Because I dropped yes, out. Yes. I dropped out. Four, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't remember. Yeah. And okay. That's sick though. Yeah. So I decided, and it's funny now that I'm doing all this. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. So because everyone was doing such topics like, you know, pollution in Indonesia and the weather, like just things like yeah. that. And I, I went to my teacher. I said, I want to do this. And she was like, oh, I, I don't I don't know because I don't know how it, it will be responded to because oh. 80% of the Indonesian population is Muslim. Yeah. And the chances of getting a Indonesian um, like person testing me yeah there was a chance anyway so she stuck by me which was amazing and I did this whole presentation which was it was so interesting and yeah I could literally do a whole another um, podcast episode (laughs) just on that yeah but anyway I remember I walked into my oral presentation and I had two Indonesian ladies and I was like <laughs> and they were amazing. They were so open to it. They were oh, asking me all these questions. That's so good. And I think they would have just been so excited to have someone not talking about pollution and media in Yeah, Indonesia. definitely. Yeah. But they responded so well and I was taking such a leap. But I think that also goes to show people respond so positively when you expect them least to. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. Yeah, anyway. It takes I just you by surprise. On, yeah, I just yeah. went on a bit of a tangent, no, but that's I cool. just had this little flashback. Yeah. <laughs> um so do you think we will be able to move to a world where we are not categorized as masculine or feminine, where penis owners can wear dresses and vulva owners can grow hair on their legs and underarms and express themselves in any way that they want to? Yes, I actually do have a lot of hope for the future. Like yeah. Gen Z, they're really, really educating themselves. There's not many, I don't, a lot of the transphobia I see online is usually from people that are like over... I want to say 30 or like, you know, in the yeah, older, just a bit older, than, bit older yeah. than like my age group. Yeah. So, um, but I do just have like, we're coming a long way, you know, Trump's out of the office for America. Oh, Biden, Biden is the first president to actually mention transgender people. He mentioned it in his speech, you know, he's yeah. talking about it. He recognizes that it's an issue over there with the discrimination. So we're already taking steps and, you know, like gay marriage is legalized everywhere now. Well, most places, I think. Yeah, most places. But, yeah, especially in Western societies. Yeah, yeah, so we are already heading in the right direction and we've already come so far since when I was in high school. So I do have a lot of hope and um, I do really hope that it becomes more acceptable for people to branch out, you know, and for men not to be scared to wear a bit of makeup or dresses, you know. Like yeah, we've definitely. got – I want to bring this up, the Harry Styles. Have, yeah. He's been wearing dresses and he's been getting a lot of shit for it and a lot of praise as well, but, like, people are just like, oh, men in a dress, that's not manly. But, like, it's a piece of cloth. Like it doesn't it's, have to be – society is the one that's gendering clothing. Clothing doesn't have to be gendered. It's literally a social construct. It is, it's, yeah. It's a piece of fabric, as mm. you said, and how he decides or how anyone decides to put on their body – should not be judged or told that that's not right because you physically look like a man yeah that should not be on your body yeah i don't understand why people care so much about these things though because it's like harry styles wearing a dress does not affect your life in any way and same goes for anyone else like they're not affecting anyone they're not hurting anyone they're just trying to be who they are and they're just trying to express themselves and i really hope we can get to a place where there is like no hate about it because there doesn't need to be like 
there's so many people out there that are just in the closet. They're scared to express themselves. They're scared to dress more masculine or more feminine or whatever. And it, I, I hate that it's still like that, but I hope that in the future it's just an accepted thing for men to just walk around in dresses or for women to have underarm hair. Yeah, nothing. like I don't know why body hair is only for men. Like it makes no sense. It doesn't. Where, where in like history? Who decided that? <laughs> Who decided yeah. that? Because now, like, I know, I don't know. I know I don't have to shave my legs, but I just. I mean, I, I like to do it because it does make me feel more feminine, but why does that be associated yeah. with being feminine? Like, it's, it's very, when you think about it, it's very conflicting. And when I start to think it I, inside, it's like an internal battle. Yeah, like it's, 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 it's everything. Yeah, I think COVID's been amazing because I haven't had to shave my legs. Yes. I haven't, I stopped shaving my underarms. I haven't had to shave them since like March. Like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, it's just been, yeah, or like it's been a, good for like you know stepping into like yeah but it's bad that it's something like a pandemic has to do that <laughs> yeah true yeah um so what are questions that people shouldn't ask a transgender person so there's a couple of things i will mention um but first of all i think a lot of people are just scared of offending transgender people which comes from a good place of heart like you care you don't want to offend them but however I mean, I can only speak for myself, but if you just ask me anything because you're curious and you're not being offensive, I'm not going to get offended. If you say, hey, like, what are your pronouns or how did you realize or like, what does this mean? I'm not going to be offended. But there are a couple of things you shouldn't ask a trans person. Um, the first one being is what what was your name? And the, the term is dead name or birth name. I always say dead name. Um, it means the name is dead yeah. <laughs> or just birth name. But um, a lot of people feel the need to try and figure that out and I don't know why it has any correlation to them and um, a lot of trans people they don't want anyone to know it and some people figure it out and post it everywhere and it's just you don't it's not it doesn't matter so that's one thing is don't try and ask around for their dead name it doesn't matter their whatever name they've chosen for now um and another thing is don't ask a trans person about their genitalia or about their sex life. Anything that you wouldn't ask a cis person. Like, you wouldn't go up to a cis person and be like, oh, so do you have a dick? Like, yeah. you wouldn't. So, like, why some people – I personally haven't experienced this, but I've seen it, that people just think they can go up to trans people and go, like, oh, so you're a trans man with a cis female. How do you have sex? Or, like, yeah. what's down there? Have you had the surgery? I mean – the surgery, that's questions are like that, I guess, are okay if you're being nice and you're like genuinely curious, like, oh, have you undertaken any surgeries, but not in a, you just. Yeah, I know. If, just, you, if you're asking it just because you're yeah. transgender, just not because you actually like. Want to learn or. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, um, so those are the only things that come to mind for me personally. So some people would, could definitely be more sensitive to other topics that are maybe not definitely, but I think that we just kind of need to get out of our heads that we're not going to bite your head off if you accidentally dead name us. Like, especially like I'm really understanding of people I've known for years. Like I don't get upset if people accidentally call me by my dead name or you, she, her, because if I can see that you're trying and you're not being mean about it, then I'm not going to be offended. Like yeah. the only thing you can do is just show that you're trying. Like if you accidentally called me my dead name, as simple, like, oops, sorry, Kai. And that's fine. You don't have to be like, Oh my God, punch me in the arm. Like be all dramatic. Yeah. Um, obviously like appreciate the sentiment. I know you like people aren't trying to hurt you, but it doesn't have to be a big spectacle and it's Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think another thing too, a lot of people um, will ask, oh, can I, can I see a photo of you before? Yeah. Which, like, this is your gender identity now. The past doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, like talking, like as we are now, the experiences leading up to it and everything, but like it's so, I feel, I personally feel like that's such an inappropriate question. It would like, be, yeah. Like if, I mean, some people are fine with sharing photos and if they've got them online, then like sure, but like you, if a trans person wants to show you, they'll show you. If they yeah. want it out there, they'll post it. But yeah, yeah that is definitely that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Don't yeah, don't go up to somebody like, oh, can I see what you used to look like, or can I see you as a girl even? Or um, so another thing I would also just be a little mindful of is if you've known someone for a while, so like Emily and I, um, if she was to bring up an experience from high school when I was, you know, identifying as female with a different name, um, I would expect and hope that she would call me Kai, like you don't say, oh, yeah, this person from high school, she and dead name, because I know that's what they were known as in high school, but that's not who they are now. Yeah, so definitely. it can be a little, like, obviously it's okay if you slip up, but, like, if you're going to purposely do it, like, that's when it gets upsetting. Yeah. Like, we can, I can see when people are genuinely trying and when they're, or if they're just being mean, so. Yeah, definitely, and I think that almost, it makes it, like, 
there was it really emphasizes the change and that like there was once this person and then this person like they're trying to keep that person alive yeah when it's still you yeah you just got a new gender identity and how like how you want to be yeah and it's just it's i feel like I i've always been kai like i yeah. don't which is that's a really i'm sure that feels amazing like, yeah. for you like do you feel like you've always yeah yeah which is and i'm no different like i mean you haven't seen me for a while but i'm no, no different no, like no. as soon as <laughs> I, I can literally say even when i called you yeah it was like time hadn't passed yeah like you, you have like Although you've changed your identity, deep down who you, like your, your soul and your personality. Yeah, like my core values are still core, the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and Personalities when we on the phone, I, I was shitting bricks because like, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't spoken to you like, like, over, like vocally for like two years. Yeah. And I was like, as just, I would have been nervous with anyone regardless. And yeah, we literally just like picked up. Straight yeah. off where we left off, and yeah. there's like nothing has changed. Even when you walked in today, obviously the first hug was like, "Oh, this is awkward," but like <laughs> it's fine after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. For those who want to know someone's gender identity but don't want to be offensive, is there a polite way for them to ask? Yeah. So as I said, like you can literally just ask. Um, I would say asking for pronouns is a great way to start, as we mentioned before. However, it is important to remember that pronouns don't equal gender. Yeah, so that's if, a really important thing. Yeah. yeah. So if someone is using he, him pronouns, doesn't necessarily mean that he identifies as a male. He might be non-binary, but using he pronouns or you don't know. But um, if you do, if you want to know the specific term, then just be like, hey, like, I'm just curious how, what do you identify with? And they're going to be happy to answer. Like if they're, I mean, as long as they're out as trans and you're not outing them or anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, but if someone came up to me and they knew I was trans and stuff, and they're like, hey, just checking, like, what do you identify with? I'd be like, yeah, I'm a trans guy. Like, it's it's fine. Like, we're not going to be offended. Um, if, as long as you're polite and just nice about it, you know, no yeah. judgment, it's fine. Yeah, definitely. How can my listeners be active supporters of those within the trans community? Um, I think the, the first step is really just learning and educating yourself yeah. and I know that like a lot of your listeners may have already finished high school or they may still be in high school. I'm not sure, but, um, we don't have that education forced on us. So you really have to go looking. And if yeah. you, I know that I've had a few, um, cis friends who have actually like gone out of their way, um, to look up terms and like understand it. Shout out to Izzy. Um, <laughs> but like, that was so nice. Like hearing that, like one of my friends just was looking and asking how they can be an ally. Like, it's great. Um, literally just make just learn and just understand them and um if you're comfortable enough like stand up for your friends if you see them because it's it's not always easy um for for me I guess this could be my own issue but it's not always easy to stand up for yourself and if you're in a social setting and you see your trans friend get misgendered you don't know how much they would appreciate you stepping in and going like, um, hey, that's he. Like, because sometimes it's really hard to stand up for yourself. Like, you just feel like a burden. And I know that sounds so silly because it's just, it's common decency to just tell someone and for it's, them to use your it's pronouns. It's reality but, for you and how you feel. Yeah, so, yeah. but it, it can be very hard to just, and you don't have to make a big deal about it. But if you want to, like, if you're looking to be a better ally, I would just recommend educating yourself and standing up for your friends and um, just making sure you use the correct terms and if you can and just... Yeah, definitely. I think also even outside of a set, say like I'm with people and there's everyone is like cis and someone says something that's like discriminating against transgender yes. people or anyone along the gender spectrum, like shutting that down and yeah. telling them in that moment because by staying silent, you are adding to that stigma and it's almost like supporting, even though deep down you might not yeah. agree with that, it still allows those people to think that what they're saying is okay so yeah I think call them out like same with racism or homophobia like if you're going to sit there and listen to people say that stuff i mean it's okay if i know that not everyone likes confrontation and stuff yeah, but course, if you can if you can just educate them be like hey just letting you know that's actually a little offensive and if they're a good person they'll be like oh can you tell me why and like learn and then yeah. they won't say it again or they won't do it again like yeah definitely yeah. and sometimes things do just slip out they'll like they'll say oh that's so gay yeah and i think that's especially with our age and older it people we, we, like we used to say that as if just yeah we just always said it and year we, eight yeah, <laughs> i remember yeah Every- and no one would pull you up on it yeah and we also hadn't received the education so i know sometimes it can just be as simple as 
you aren't even consciously thinking of mm. what you're saying and you'll just slip out, oh, that's so gay. And then unless someone tells you and it's like, oh, yeah, sorry, like, yeah. I know that, I know that's not right. It's just like, it just yeah. slipped out. And then the more you picked up on it and the more then you start picking up on yourself, eventually that will just die out and you yeah. won't be using that as an adjective anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where can my listeners find you? Yes. So I just want to put it out there that if anyone wants to like contact me to ask me any questions, I'm a hundred percent willing to answer them. Or if you're a closeted trans person or you're a trans person in general, and you want to talk, um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, so it's just Kai.Lily. So K A I dot L I double L E Y or on Facebook. Um, but yeah, reach out. Like I'm happy to talk to you guys. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Kai. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it and you being open and vulnerable and talking about this. And I think uh, a lot of people will really appreciate you doing this. And I think especially on a platform like this, people won't necessarily be looking for the information. It's just going to help people relearn what being transgender means and everything along the the gender um spectrum so yeah. thank you so much no worries i'm happy to be here now kai and i are going to be doing something really special we're going to be getting in touch every three months to follow up on his journey and his transition i think it'll be a really great resource for those who may be thinking about transitioning or even just an educational resource for people to be able to see what their transition is like and in real time as we'll be getting in touch every three months it will really show what he has just experienced and the emotions will still be raw and really in the moment now if you have any questions feel free to reach out either to myself or kai if you would like to reach out to me you can do so through my instagram at the sealed section or through my email emilyduncan at the sealed section.com please also subscribe to my podcast if you would like to keep up to date with when i am posting and also leave a review as i'd really appreciate it and love to know what you guys are thinking about the podcast thanks so much guys and i will see you next week mm-hmm.